Uh, the other thing that was interesting, the, the Mets are going to have a lot of guys in this WBC. The official rosters are going to be announced shortly, very, very soon. But some of the names of guys that will be in the WBC, Pete Alonso, the starting first baseman for the New York Mets, Jeff McNeil, the starting second baseman for the New York Mets, Francisco Lindor, the starting shortstop for the New York Mets, Eduardo Escobar, the probable starting third baseman for the New York Mets, Edwin Diaz, the closer for the New York Mets, Brooks Raleigh, lefty specialist for the New York Mets, Jose Quintana, fifth starter for the New York Mets, Omar Narvaez, starting catcher for the New York Mets, and then there's a couple of maybes like Adam Adovino and Michael Perez. That's a lot of guys. A lot of guys. And we've talked about this briefly. I'm not overly concerned about the WBC. I've made that point because you're playing baseball, whether you're playing baseball in Port St. Lucie, Florida for five and a half innings, or you're playing a handful of games in the World Baseball Classic. I do think the injury risk is pretty much the same, but that's a lot of guys. There's a positive to this. There's the negative. The negative is they're not around. They're not around the team. They're not in that locker room. The negative is, even though I don't buy this, I do want to speak for many other Met fans who are concerned about the injury risk, who do think that, hey, it's a bigger game. It's a game they're more invested in. There's more risk of injury. I'm not fully buying that, but I, I understand that point. The positive, though, and the geek like me really loves this, it's more opportunity for someone else. It's more at-bats for somebody else. It's more opportunity. And look, the obvious ones are, well, Brett Beatty's going to play a lot more. Francisco Alvarez, not really them, because I think they were going to play a lot anyway. Like, I don't think their at-bats are being added, but other guys we're not even thinking of are going to get more opportunities. And so when you put that TV on on a Saturday afternoon in February or March, and you're watching a Mets spring training game, yeah, there's excitement to see our guys, no doubt. There's excitement to see Lindor for the first time or second time. McNeil, same thing. But really, their at-bats don't matter other than just getting ready for the start of the season. And they're going to have those at-bats. They're just doing it in Arizona for the first week because it's the WBC. It opens up other guys that we get to watch, other guys that get at-bats. So that's my one positive to it. Buck Showalter's comment about this was – I'm brutally honest and weird. Here's the quote from Buck. We're excited and proud that they're going, but they can't come back and be a way behind. You worry when guys start the clock up that quickly, but the WBC is good for the game, I'm told, and that's the bottom line. It enhances our game globally, and I support it but I'm looking at it selfishly from what's best for the New York Mets. My favorite part of that line is it's good for the game. I'm told. (laughs) I I guess it's good for the game. That's what they told me to say. (laughs) Uh, I love Buck, but he sees he really is the best. And, but let's be serious, Buck. I don't know if, if this is normal, but I feel like half the team is there early this year because of the WBC. Am I wrong with that? Uh, I don't know if that's the reason like Brandon Nimmo got there early and he's not playing in the WBC. Max Scherzer got there early. He's not playing in the WBC. So I don't necessarily think that guys are getting there earlier uh, beyond the the reporting date because they're going to be in the WBC book brought up one thing. And I guess this is the argument for why you're more risk 
uh, you're, it's more risky to get hurt by playing in the WBC, that guys are playing in high leverage situations without having gone through with a full spring training. So I asked this as somebody that's never played major league baseball or minor league baseball. Pete Alonso coming up with two on and two out in a clutch spot in the seventh inning of a tie game against the Dominican Republic, like a big at-bat. Why would that make you more likely to get hurt than a who-cares at-bat in the fifth inning in Port St. Lucie? You're squeezing the bat tighter? Like, what? why would that cause more risk? I can't – I don't think it's about the hitters. I think it's about the pitching. It's about – we always talk about the high-leverage situations in baseball and how it's a different – you know, different situation when you're starting the the top of the the first inning than going into the bottom of the ninth at bases alone or whatever it is. So maybe in that aspect, if you're looking at those those pitchers that are going to be in there, I could see that. But I don't. I can't look at at McNeil or Alonzo being like, oh, the situation's a little bit testy. I, I get that with the pitching. I think that makes sense, especially if you're pushed a little bit. So if Jose Quintana is being pushed a little bit more than he would have been in a spring training game, that one I accept. Like, I get that one. Diaz less so because they're not, I don't think they're going to push Edwin Diaz. Like, I'd be annoyed. I admit this. I'd be annoyed if Edwin Diaz is being asked to get a six-out save. Like, okay, I'll give you that. Like if Edwin Diaz is being called upon in the eighth inning with a one run lead and he throws 45 pitches. Yeah. I I'd say, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, if Buck did it, but like Buck tore us the way how to use Edwin Diaz. So we should follow that narrative. No, 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 yeah, no, But no. Buck's you, doing that in September <laughs> in a game that we need, not for the WBC. No, I agree. No, you can't, you can't do that. Honestly, Edwin Diaz should see, you know, max three, three batters. A game well, if he goes like that. He's the closer. So, you know, if he puts a couple of guys on base, he should see more batters than that. And in a spring training game, as someone that's watched a lot of spring training over the years, I've scored a lot of spring training games. I do admit they've gone down over the years. I, as I've aged, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten married and have had kids, you would see I score a lot less spring training games than I used to. Okay, all right. Are there any spoilers? Will there be any spring training games in your book that you're writing? In the book that I'm writing, um, yes. the book I'm writing in which I'm publishing 81 spring training uh, baseball games. So technically, there's one I'm thinking about. So the way I'm writing this book is I, I'm going to do 81 games, 81 scorecards, and kind of write about it. I'm going to write more than that and then kind of narrow it down. Like there'll be a few I take out. As of right now, there are two. Quote unquote, but hear me out. They're very special. Two quote unquote spring training games. Okay. But you're gonna you're gonna understand when I say them and say, ah, it's not really spring training. Okay. Number one, first ever game at City Field. Spring training game. Mets Red Sox. Okay. It's a spring training game. I get it. Yeah. But you sense. get that, right? I um, again, first game city field. So uh, I, I do get that. Okay. The other What's one the, one the other one, it's it's more personal for me, but it's very similar. The return of baseball to Washington, D.C. The Nationals played an exhibition game against the Mets. And that was the return. Like, they had played, obviously, spring training. But this was the first game, the return to Washington, D.C. in 2005 at RFK Stadium. That one may not make the cut. There's personal reasons. I lived in D.C. I was so, like, enthralled about baseball's back. They happened to be playing the Mets. But outside of that, 
there's, there's no Port St. Lucie game that's making the cut. If, if the Mets had ever left and you need to find a team to pick to, to root for, would it have been D.C.? I no. feel like you have tied. But no. you're like a No, not at no. all? No. Not at all. Well, first of all, I lived in Maryland uh, before the Nationals came about. The Expos were still thinking. There was still a team. It was 01. It was 02. It was 03. It was 04. I ended up going to a lot of Oriole games. And I never found myself rooting for the Orioles. I just love baseball. So I'd go there, and depending on who they played, depending on the situation, I'd root based on you know how I felt. So when the Orioles were playing the Yankees, let's go O's. When the Orioles were playing the Red Sox, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, in 2003, keep in mind where we are in time, mm. let's go Red Sox. Mm. Man, he's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro. So it's all about timing. But over the years... I used to score 10 spring training games a year, which is a stupid amount. I admit that. Last year, I scored one. The year before that, I scored two. Like, it's usually one or two, and it's usually early in spring training because early in spring training, I'm damn excited. You know, that first game is, oh, my God, it's awesome. Like, you're putting on TV, and you're seeing your guys. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to see a lot of Mets because they're all playing in the WBC. (laughs) 